This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Taza. Welcome to Monday. Um, I guess the Cowboys started free agency t- today, apparently. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what Mike knows about how the Cowboys typically do free agency, which I was hoping it was going to be different this year. I hope was hoping they were going to make moves early on, but you know, as a Cowboys fan, that's not exactly you know realistic because they always do like to do their business in week two and three and so on of free agency. So uh, here we are, and the Cowboys have now set up meetings, have had meetings already with Clayton Gathers, uh, formerly of the Colts, a strong safety, and Randall Cobb, formerly of the Packers, uh, a strong wide receiver they could put in the slot. It, um, He'd be a really good addition, especially with the uh, missing Cole Beasley now. And then uh, tomorrow they have another meeting set up, a couple meetings set up with uh, Eric Berry, formerly of the Chiefs. Also would be a good safety signing for the Cowboys on a cheap deal. And uh, Malik McDowell, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. They cut um, drafted him, what, two years ago? They already cut him. Uh, would be big upside, but he does have his off the field and uh, um, injury problems, so... I mean, as far as all that goes, the Cowboys are looking as far as it looks like to definitely upgrade at safety, potentially at defensive end, but I think more at safety. They got two safeties they're bringing in. Um, They would probably like to get Cobb signed, but I think they're more focused on getting a safety between Gathers or uh, Barry. And if they have to, worst case scenario, they'll go draft a wide receiver in the draft or uh, defensive end in the draft, which is deep at defensive ends, so I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but uh, if I had to pick my priorities for what they, of the guys that have visited, I would say Eric Berry and Clayton Gathers should be at the top of that list. Yeah, um, let's, you know, with Cobb, um, you know, he's kind of a slot receiver at this point, that's the only position I would suggest you probably need. Yeah, no, exactly, Um, he'd fit perfect, he'd fit perfect. So, I don't know, I feel like Cobb would be an interesting get. Um, the past few years he has been kind of down. He has been the same um, for a while, but you know, new location, new quarterback, new offensive you know system could really help him out. I'm not sure what the you know what you would pay him. You'd probably give him like a, a two year deal that has like a, you know a team option after the first year. Yeah, probably pay him you know between probably four or five mil a season. So uh, with Eric Berry, that's the big question. If if he does pass his physical, what do you actually pay him? Um, you know, with the safety market, he was paying. He was getting paid, I believe, twelve mil a season. That's not what he's going to get paid at all. I don't, regardless of where he goes, um, he's basically kind of reminds me of what the 49ers just signed in Jason Verrett, who you know when he's healthy, he's a top corner, but he hasn't been healthy. Um, same with Eric Berry, he's gone through cancer. He's had, uh, tw- I think he tore his ACL. Yep. Um, or his Achilles. His Achilles, which, you know, that takes a while. It takes approximately two seasons to come back to get your full speed. And that's, I saw some cowboy um, person that was reviewing his tape from last season. Marcus Mosher, probably. Which, he, he says he doesn't, he doesn't look the same, but he's good in the box, safety. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, you know, give him two seasons of being healthy. Uh, I think his speed will come back. That's the biggest issue with Achilles injuries. Um, he also had last year uh, missed 13 games with the heel problem, which yeah. which uh, which he didn't. He needs to get. 
he got a he's got a couple doctors because either he had surgery or he just you know plays it out uh-huh. um and he it's basically it looks like a sharp edge on the back of your foot and that continues to give you yeah. issues yeah it, it basically is like a planner's wart and it just kind of mm-hmm. keeps you know a bone spur it's not going to get yeah. any better exactly no of course so yeah, if, if they That's do the sign him, he'll probably have to have surgery on that, or at least you know so- something will be done between the Cowboys medical staff and all that to figure out how you know he can go forward with that. But as far as Eric Berry goes, uh, keeping on that topic, um, like you said, he's he'd be great out of the box. I would like I would liken it to almost if they signed him, it'd be kind of like a Sean Lee, kind of how Sean Lee maybe will be this year, lesser you know role. You know, plug him in in certain certain spots. You know, let him do his thing, go all out on these few plays. You know, and make his impact that way. You know, oh, he'd you, basically be a box. He'd be a, a a a you know nickel linebacker. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't exactly you know let him just roam free all the but time. I, so my only concern is you're not really improving your team because you need a deep safety. That's no. your big. That's your big need. And he, as of right now is more towards a box safety. Well, we have so, we do have a bo- um it's, a, a free roaming safety in Xavier Woods. I think Xavier Woods is your strong no, safety. No, he's our free safety. He's your free safety. Our free safety. Then why in the world are you signing Eric Earl Thomas? Well, because we wanted to upgrade and probably plug him in with Xavier Woods and make him make Xavier him, Woods yeah. would have been the box safety? I guess. I mean, that that would be my thing. I mean, if you don't you don't pass up on Earl Thomas if you could possibly get him. It was probably know, Woods is, is a how old is he? He's like twenty four years old, pretty 20, young guy. Yeah, he's young as hell. So I mean, that guy still has a long time to even develop, and I don't know. He developed a lot this year. I don't know if you watched him play, but he 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 did some things this year. I just don't unless you, you know you're kind of putting him in a it's a completely different position when you're in a box safety instead of you know. No, I, and I understand that, but the Cowboys are looking for a a more of a strong safety than I think a free safety. I think if they. And Earl and Thomas it, is probably why they didn't even, you know, were even in the bidding. Yeah, no, exactly. Because it wasn't a need then. And that, my mistake, I thought I thought the reason why you needed no. Earl Thomas because you don't Heath have a deep a stro- safety. Heath is a strong safety, and that's what, gotcha. trying, that's what they're trying to upgrade. Because Xavier Woods, like, don't get me wrong, he's not where we want him to be just yet, but he's getting there. He he did a lot this year to, to possibly take that next step next year. The so. good thing is... This this game has changed where the box safeties in the box safeties are extremely cheap to pay and they're not they're not as useful anymore especially since you're taking them off the field most of the time yeah and you're actually putting a linebacker on the field yeah so I mean even having Sean Lee and putting him in a nickel situation where he's you know the nickel linebacker I don't know I guess it doesn't really matter. At, at, this, at point, this point, if the Cowboys could get Eric Berry in there, he'd make their team a lot better yeah, and he'd give them more talent. Then I can see why you, Eric Berry would probably be a good option because you don't want him on the field all the time. Yeah. So and that it, makes more sense. Yeah, and that would and that'd be ideal with with uh, their situation. I had at. I had it backwards. I thought Woods was a strong. No, safety. He's, a, he's a free safety. Okay. Because that mean then they made no sense while the rumors were going after Earl Thomas. No, I mean I mean the only reason I think they went after Earl Thomas and it was at their price was that, hey if we can get Earl Thomas at our price you know we're gonna take you know the but best safety in football if and put him there. I but, feel like it would also you know kind of you're putting a player that you could be ascending on the bench or you know in a position where he wouldn't be as successful. He's he's uh, Woods has played strong safety and free safety, but he's best Better. at free gotcha. safety. Gotcha. That makes and more sense. Yeah. So So I go. think the Cowboys knew all along they were gonna go after Earl. Yeah. No, I, I think it was all literally just uh, I won't say, you know, um, 
lip service, but I mean, it was just to do their due diligence. After everything that happened in the offseason, they had to, you know, at least take a chance at him. And if he really wanted to play in Dallas, he would have taken a lesser deal. But mm-hmm. it obviously wasn't the case. He wanted his money, and and here we are. So, I mean. There was, a, there was actually a report that um, he was actually going to sign with the Chiefs for one year, yeah, $12 million. Dollars, um, and they were going to pair him up with Tyron Matthews. So, it would have been very fun because that's their biggest need is their secondary. So, um I was trying to look up and make sure he... I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive he's a free safety. Just because, look, they want to replace Heat. They don't want to replace Xavier Woods. So, I don't think if they were going after Eric Berry and they plan on putting him at free safety, I don't think that, that they I would, would assume be going after him. that they'll probably send Eric Berry or, you know, the other guy uh, uh, from Gath- the Colts. Gathers. And they will draft and tear D-linemen early in the draft in the second round. Would no, be my guess. I, I think if you're able to get Eric Berry in there and you um, maybe, who knows, maybe you get Cobb and Berry or Cobb and Gathers or maybe potentially you're able to snag all three. If you can snag all three, then you have extreme depth at the, at the safety position. Then you can go and almost draft the best available player, mm-hmm. whether it's on D-line, whether it's um, ta- ta- literally where, whatever position you want that you think is the best to improve your team. And then, then they can also trade up at some point, maybe trade back. We, what we know in the second round, they like to get very uh, player that has a lot of talent, but has a lot of um, you know either is, has been injured, um, that has fallen, or yeah. has some sort of you know concerns. Yeah. So you, know, you can look at Jalen Smith or um, the guy who just got suspended, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. So it wouldn't surprise me if they go out there and they actually get um, if they trade up. And the after, uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, he was. He was probably to gonna fall because of his injury concerns. Yeah, if you can go and get him in like the like the late, second round. Yeah, early second. Early second. They'd have to trade up. Yeah, of course. No, yeah, without a doubt they would. Yeah, that would be a that'd be a good move for them. I I would I would be I would hundred percent be behind that move. That would be uh, that would help us out a lot in that uh, position because uh, Cole Beasley's not there anymore. So. Uh, we could definitely use someone. Yeah, so moving on, uh, today, actually about an hour ago, it was announced that Blake Bortles has signed with the Rams. Um, you know, Blake Bortles' future head coach, mm-hmm. um, because he's now dealing with, you know, Sean McVay, and everybody who, you know, hugs Sean McVay becomes a head coach. Yeah, no, it seems that way, right? <laughs> Just like everyone that uh, that does this with LeBron seems to uh, want to sign there. That's <laughs> uh, the thing, uh, if you can't see, I'm, I'm putting my shirt over my mouth. It's the whole thing that uh, that that happened last year with Lonzo and and LeBron, and uh, sure enough, he ended up signing with the Lakers. So and he did it with Kyrie, did it with um, just kind of did it sort of kind of with Kawhi Leonard. Said uh, we'll keep in touch. So so that'll be on another topic. That'll be interesting to monitor the rest of the year. Yeah. So Jason Verrett, uh, quarterback from the Chargers, signed with the Niners. I talked about him before. Um, when he's healthy, he's a top ten corner. He has yet he hasn't been healthy past few seasons um, i'm guessing he's healthy right now because he passed the physical with the niners um one i believe it's a one-year deal it's you know it doesn't hurt us kind of lets us compete with our other two corners um, so i don't hate it yeah it, um, it, 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 it kind of reminds me of eric berry yeah, but he's exactly. a little younger <laughs> yeah um vontez Burfick got cut by the Bengals, and it looks like the Raiders interested, which is perfect because he's the perfect Raider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dirty player. <laughs> yeah. Kind of has that mean attitude. He's exactly what a Raider is. Um, Donald Penn has been cut by the Raiders. He's 
He was at right tackle last season, which is kind of, you know, transitioning. You're kind of flipping your techniques. For an older player moving from left to right, he struggled. Um, but I think if you he's a stopgap left tackle for a team who, you know, potentially needs or, you know, if there's an injury that occurs, he wouldn't be a bad get, um, kind of plug and play for the season. I mean, the Cowboys could look at it. I mean, they mm-hmm. could always use that, especially with Frederick missing however much time he missed last year. Tyron Smith has had his issues uh, injury-wise. The only guy of those three, knock on wood, that hasn't had any issues is Zach Martin. Well, I will say Tyron Smith, you know, he's had a few issues, so it wouldn't be, it would make sense. It wouldn't, no, it would make sense. But I don't, it, you know, one year, five mil. Yeah. I mean, um, and who knows if the Cowboys are even going to explore it, but, you know. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a nice get. So the Saints center, Max Unger, has retired. Um, he had originally been traded from Seattle to the Saints in the Jimmy uh, Graham trade. And with that, they had a huge need at center, and they signed Nick Easton, who was the guard uh, for the Vikings. They gave him four years, $24 million. Might be a little overpay because you're at this point late in the yeah. you know, free agency where you there's no one available who... You know, that great. So, he's a good, you know, if he stays healthy, he's a decent add. Yeah. Um, now, staying healthy is a big issue with him. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Mark Barron, um, he was originally Tampa Bay's first-round pick years ago. He got traded to the Rams. He played, uh, you know, linebacker. Uh, he got cut. Now he signs with the Steelers. They give him a two-year deal. You know, you probably go into the draft still wanting to improve that position because that's their biggest weakness last year. Was their linebacking core? Yeah, uh, it probably doesn't help. You know, with Ryan Shazier's issues, that's a guy they miss a lot. Y- yeah, so you know, I would probably guess they go after Bush. Um, they probably, you know, because they have two, they have their first round pick. They probably may have to move up a little bit because Bush ran very well and looked very good in the combine uh, from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, probably around there is where you're looking because besides, you know, the two linebackers in this draft, the top two linebackers. After that, it's trash. Yeah. Like, Mac from Alabama's not very good. So, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, this draft has a lot of interesting uh, defensive end prospects. That, uh has a lot of wide receiver depth. Has a lot of depth at a lot of positions, but like you said, linebacker is one of those positions where it's just not as good. I think there's three positions that I, I feel like in the past few years we've had better. Mm-hmm. This season, it's in this draft, it's... Running back, there's not a top-tier guy that I like, maybe not even the first few rounds. I feel like later in the draft between five and, you know, four and, and, and six, there's a lot of good players that will go, that will become starters, will, you know, be, you know, they'll have a job in this league. Right. Um, and then linebackers, besides the top two, White and, and Mac, I mean, sorry, White and Bush, everyone else is just hit or miss, man. It's going to be tough. And then corner. This is a draft where I would try to avoid drafting a corner if you can. There's going to be some good death, you know, second through the fourth round. But in the first round, I don't really like the top tier guys as much. I do like Greedy, but I don't like Murphy. Um, so we'll see with that. Um, th- those are my three positions where I'm like, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm glad the Cowboys don't have any weaknesses in any of those positions. <laughs> Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, the quarterback that goes to every team, he ends up starting, he looks good for a couple games, you know, maybe half a season. He's a really good, or, he's, a, he's a really good option for daily fantasy if you play daily fantasy football. He's or awesome. he'll become a, he'll be the backup, become the starter, they'll cut the, they'll cut the other starter, and they'll give him a big contract, he'll bust and look terrible, 
and then he'll go sign another team, be a backup. I mean, it's just a revolving ring of Frank Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a Ryan Fitzpatrick story. So I mean, the Dolphins they traded Ryan Tannehill this offseason, uh, this weekend, um, to the Titans. So next, we'll talk about that right now. I I, lo- I like that move for the Titans. I really do. It gives them a solid quarterback to back up Mariota, who's always hurt. And that they're team, both always hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, but Tannehill has had more struggles. Um, I would say, um, as far as his actual, you know, his repertoire as opposed to Mariota. But yes, they do both have injury problems. I will say, regardless of the fact, there's two things I'll say. Blaine Gabbert, you cut him, that's great. Move on, he's trash. But you have two quarterbacks that aren't very good, you don't really have a quarterback. So it wouldn't surprise me if the you know next season they get rid of both, they both struggle, and they draft a quarterback because next next draft has a ton of prospects. Yeah, oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, but with Miami, oh, yeah. man, they're gonna tank. I don't I doubt they end up drafting a quarterback in the first round, maybe in the third, but not in this this draft. I mean, if you're not in the top ten, it's kinda tough to you know, Drew Luck might even go before Haskins. There's rumors that um, Duke's quarterback, Jones, the Giants apparently like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough to kind of gauge with these quarterbacks besides, you know, after Murray and, and Haskins and Locke, where these guys are going to go. And it's going to, none of them are very good. I wouldn't touch any quarterback outside the th- those three. Um, so... With that, is there anything else you want to say you want to bring up? Um, I mean, I, I guess we'll see how tomorrow goes with these visits for the Cowboys, and hopefully they can uh, get a couple of these guys signed and start making those moves that uh, every Cowboys fan wants them to make and, and make this team better. Yeah, um, so the Raiders had cut Jordy Nelson. It's going to be interesting. I actually think he's a good spot with, with the Cowboys as a, a slot receiver. I wouldn't mind that. Um, you know, he wouldn't be the worst aspect, especially since he's the number, you know, he'd be the third receiver in that offense. Um, so it wouldn't be the worst. Shaq Barrett from um, the Cardinals signed with Tampa Bay, kind of the same. He's familiar with that defense, um, you know, with Arians and yeah. as the head coach. So um, I want to start with well, who do you think has had the best so far? And, you know, on paper, who's had the best offseason? And I'll say this. Offseason doesn't mean you're going to make the playoffs. You know, no, of course it doesn't. Who do you think, in your humble opinion, has had the best offseason so far? Two teams. Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah? Why, why do you think that? Oh, sorry. Not the Los Angeles. Um, the Oakland Raiders. I was going to say the Rams haven't really done anything. The Oakland Raiders. Sorry. Wrong former Los Angeles team. The Raiders and the Titans. The Raiders... I'll start with they got Antonio Brown. You already you got a great receiver. You're paying you're paying him what you're paying him, but he's gonna be a great receiver. They went and signed um, Lamarcus Joyner from the Rams to upgrade that safety position. Now they can draft more, you know, other spots on their defense. So they helped their themselves out a ton there. And then the Titans, they went and signed um, God, who's that guy that they I can't think of the name on top of my head. I'm drawing Humphreys. Is it Humphreys? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they signed him. Um, they just traded for Tannehill, which is a good get for uh, for a backup quarterback. Good competition. Um, and then they had another good signing. And I can't. I don't know why I'm blanking, but the Titans have been absolutely doing superb when it comes to uh, free agency this year. So we'll see if that allows them to take the uh, next step next year. Oh, and they signed Malcolm Butler um, the year prior. So I mean, they're they're trying to their their defense is getting a lot better. Um, for me, I, I don't want to say this, but I, I do agree with the Raiders. And 
I, at the end of the day, you have an offensive-minded coach. You bring in you know Antonio Brown, who's potentially the best receiver in the league. Um, you get Tyrell Williams, who's a deep threat. Mm-hmm. And you also saw signed JJ Nelson, who's a uh, you know who's had good, he's had a couple good seasons with the Cardinals. Um, so I think you improve your weakness on offense last year, which was your you know receiving core to you know one of the worst in the league to one of the best, and it really makes the Amari Cooper trade look great for them because they got a first-round pick for a player who, you know, has not been consistent with them. And they go and they get a player who, you know, is way better. Now, let's say he is older, but he's better than Amari Cooper, and he's cheaper short-term with compensation. Now, you are paying him... Uh, you know, the next three years, quite a lot. But, you know, Cowboys are about to pay, you know, they're going to have to give Amari Cooper something similar to what Antonio Brown just got. So with that, I, I like what they did. Um, I think Trent Brown is going to be an interesting to see if he's motivated, he's on weight, and he doesn't get injured. If those three things are, are uh, you know, if, he's, if those three things happen, they have one of the best left tackles in the league. Um, and we don't even know he might be playing right tackle, but regardless, um, he's uh, very talented. He's huge. He's big. So it'll be fun to watch, um, especially Derek Carr needs to be successful. You know, he's staying in the pocket without getting hit. And that was the biggest issue yesterday. He starts, you know, getting f- happy feet and he makes mistakes. And that's what was happening. And then he had no offensive weapons. And so he was checking down to his running back almost every play. And that's so frustrating just to watch, especially if you have him on fantasy or things like that. But this yeah. year, the, like, if Carr cannot put it together, the pressure's on. No, yeah, this he, is a make-or-break year for him. And it, if, you know, we still don't even know. It, I don't, at this point, I don't think they're going to draft Murray. Um, but if he does not, you know, if they are not successful on offense, it's going to be because of him. Mm-hmm. And so either, you know, they'll trade him. They, my opinion, they should have traded him this offseason for a second-round pitch to get rid of him and start over. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He last season that he had, you know, no running backs, no receivers, no offensive line. He basically had Jared Cook. That was it. And Jared Cook's still a free agent. Yeah. Um, but the the Raiders need to get a running back in that offense. They if you end up stuck in with you know the muscle hamster and and Martin, um, and if Lynch comes back, I'm kind of like I'm tired of these old running backs. Yeah. Get somebody who's talented and young. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they got. Um, Josh Jacobs, this you know, and I don't necessarily think he's like I said. I don't like him in the first round. I think the second round you can take a hit on him. Um, he's very talented, but if they go out and get David Montgomery, you know, I think that's a great fit, and he he could be successful. Uh, again, uh, and then I like the the team that I also like is the Packers. Their biggest issue was their D line. They had no pass rush, and they go out and they spend money, and they also get a safety. Um, in the back end, so I like what they're doing. Uh, I think you now go into the draft. You probably still want to draft an edge player and then get some, you know, some offensive linemen, get some more receivers for Aaron Rodgers, and go for it. Um, so I had to go and look up the couple guys I was trying to refer to. Uh, they signed the Titans. Also signed Cameron Wake. Who's a good get for a defensive end? I think they got him pretty cheap. And too. they have some young guys, so he's gonna definitely help. And them. then offensive tackle, they got uh, Roger Saffold, formerly of the Rams. So that upgrades that already good, really the good guard offensive position, line. Yeah. yeah. So so they uh, 
they're going to try to run the ball down your throat and uh, see how that works. And they're like, they don't care who's that quarterback. They're yeah, going to they're, gonna they're just going to run the ball. They're going to so. run the fuck out of the ball, dude. They really are. So uh, good for the Titans. Uh, we'd like to see them maybe be competitive with the Colts in that division next year. And the year. Texans. And the Texans. Forget about the Texans. That division could be really competitive next and year. And then the Jaguars still are pretty talented on defense. We'll see you know, what Nick Foles does yeah, on offense. Exactly. So. If Nick Foles, you know. They're going to win or die by Nick Foles. Oh, without a doubt. Just like they win or die by Blake Bortles. And I, I'm not sure how much more of an upgrade, to be honest with you. I mean, if Nick Foles did what he did at times in the, with, for the Eagles, that's a it's a pretty significant one. But... Like I said, when he wasn't with the Eagles, he wasn't very good. Yeah. So who knows what he's gonna be without? To the be Eagles. fair, he was with Fisher, it, with and with the Rams. So I, I mean, I'll give him that. But I mean, it, I, he didn't always have it with the Eagles. He had it for like a oh, spurt. They actually signed the Jaguars. Have signed Chris Conley, um, tall, linky receiver from the Chiefs. Um, I think that's a good get. Who? Chris Conley. Who signed? Uh, the Jaguars. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a good get. I, di- I didn't see that though, so thank you for so, letting me know that. Yeah, that's a that is a good signing. He was really good with the Chiefs last year. He's a, I think he's a good number two. I yeah. but they still I don't see Lee as a good you know number one. I think they DK Metcalf. I think that's where he ends up. Yeah, that's it makes sense. So I that's basically um, you know you got rid of some key parts, not key parts, but like good players on defense. So um, you still have a lot of talent. Uh, so we'll see how this this season turns out. Um, but with that, who is a player who you think is gonna be who's a free agent currently? That and it's not talking about the Cowboys, but who's free agent currently? That he's gonna sign a one year deal and next season. He's gonna have a huge 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 year, or at least he he's under he's under you know not being wanted at this point. Um, see. I can't put Justin Houston on that list, can I? You can put him on. Okay. Because he's not. They haven't. There's nothing announced. Not, don't say about the Cowboys, but no. I mean you can. You can. But, but he I mean, but announced. I mean, he's the only one I can think of other than Eric Berry or one of the other guys, which is the Cowboys option. So, I mean, if we're not going Cowboys, Justin Houston's a good one. Um, I mean, look, he he's one of the better pass rushers in the league when he's healthy. He's really, really, really freaking good. So if any, if a team like the Saints or a team like the, I'm about to throw up right now, the Patriots. Um, you know, we're able to sign him to a cheap deal. Like he's just gonna make that team just so much better mm-hmm. than they already are, and that's scary to think about, especially if he signs with the Patriots. Uh, now the player I want to say everyone's gonna pretty much be to be shocked because I think he's been elite at some point in his career, and at this point in his career, he has not been. But I think it has more to do with the scheme as well as the players around him. That and he he's it's Clay Matthews. Mm-hmm. I think if he goes to the New England Patriots, I. Or, you know, the Rams, somewhere where he, there's a lot of talent around him. Mm-hmm. I think he can excel. And, you know, if you look at his, his family history, they've played until almost their 40s, long into their careers. I think a brand new place might be able to reinvent himself, make him look younger. Yeah. So I think. Um, I would say I would say that, that Green Bay system was probably wearing thin on him. It would be nice to. Well, especially say there's they have not invested in that defense. Yeah, and he had to do it all. They had. You know they have a young, a lot of young guys in the back end. They have a not very good D line, so we'll see. We'll see with that. Is yeah. there anything uh, you want to throw out the topic? Uh, no. I I mean, I mean basically NFL free agency. Oh. I mean, um, we didn't talk about, but Kareem Hunt has been suspended for eight games. Yes. Which um, I'm, I'm not happy about that, but uh, that's. Do we really want to go into that on this podcast? No, we're not gonna go about that. But we'll just yeah. I mean, 
Well, let's just go into it real quick. Okay. You, I'll let you go into it, and then I'll put my opinion. The fact that Kareem Hunt got suspended only two more games than Ezekiel Elliott, and he has video of things happening, just like Ray Rice, who isn't even in the league anymore, is mind-blowing to me. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. I'm not saying he should never play another down, but the fact that he didn't get at least suspended for a full season boggles my mind. The NFL legit wants to prove a point when it's a Cowboys player, but never wants to prove a point when it's any other team. Like, you can look at any other guy that has ever been suspended for that stuff, and it's always less than six games all the time. Or right about six to eight games if they really deserved it. And the fact that Zeke had legit no evidence against him. The biggest thing they had against him was a St. Patrick's Day where he pushed the broad down or um, uh, a, a, a shirt or whatever down. And the chick didn't even fucking, like, she didn't give a shit. Like, they were all drinking, having fun. Like, he was with them. Like, it just, it just makes no sense to me that the NFL just continues to be hypocritical when it comes to the, like, they, they aren't consistent. Like, if, if if Zeke did what Kareem Hunt did, I bet you he would have been suspended a full season. I can guarantee you that. So, if that's the case, then why is Kareem Hunt only getting eight games? Like, I need a good explanation. Other than the fact that he's not appealing, which is, I don't give a fuck. The dude, of course, shouldn't appeal. He has fucking evidence against that he pushed a fucking woman. Like, yeah. obviously, if you're appealing, you're a piece of shit. But, like, just because he's not going to appeal doesn't mean, oh, yeah, we'll only give him eight games. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. So... I would I would agree. I think he should. I to me I think he should have got ten to twelve. Um, I would I would, twelve should have been the starting point. Yeah. Like the fact that eight games is what they ended up with is a joke. But continue, Michael. Let you get yours in. Um, now I'm not sure if they are counting the suspect. You know, he was on the commissioner exempt list. He already got cut. I'm not sure. And I'm just throwing this out there because they don't provide us more information than a press release. He, you know, to me I think the NFL really needs to hire a specific person outside the commissioner. You know, that is kind of non-biased. Yeah. This is something oh, yeah. the CBA needs to be changed. That they, he need a person that goes out and actually makes these decisions. Um, I do know when they goes to the appeal court, or the appeal, when they can appeal, actually goes to um, NFL players who actually make the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, former NFL players. So, uh, I think if they are counting what he's already been suspended, then that's what, 12 games? Because mm-hmm. I think he missed four games yeah. or so. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was six. Yeah. Um, so then I can see it if they had announced it like that, but they haven't. So it just makes it sound like it's only eight games. I think they need to do better where there is an actual person that has a press conference where they speak to reporters who actually have questions, and it's not the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Somebody who actually makes a decision outside the commissioner who, you know, the commissioner can still speak to but they, it's their decision, oh, you know, to to suspend, and I think that's something. Then they also need to work with the 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 players association. Yeah, I think it needs to be kind of an involvement. Um, so at the end of the day, I think this is great for the Browns. <laughs> I think it's great for the Browns. I think um, you know you they they were probably guessing it would have been ten to twelve games. So now that you get them at you know after week eight, so week nine, um, you get. A two-headed monster on top of Odell, on top of Landry, Nijuku. Um, that, that's another thing I want to go into um, regarding his suspension. My, I'm curious. If the Browns don't make the trade for Odell Beckham, if they don't have all these nice studs coming up, going to be a super attractive to you know all this um, to TV and about to be like really watchable, 
do you think he only gets eight games? Because when you really think about it, like he's in a perfect spot where when he's on the field, that team's going to be stupid good. But like, doesn't that kind of make you wonder a little bit? I don't know. I feel like regardless, he would have been... I mean, I guess you could say with Zeke, like, oh, the Cowboys are the most watched team, but, like, Roger Goodell just always seems to have a vendetta. But if you look at previous history, like Greg Hardy, he was suspended eight games. Um, There wasn't video, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these players that after Ray Rice, they put it, they changed the whole... um, But I'm I'm, I'm just going to put this... Sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to put this out right now. Greg Hardy had a huge history. Like, Greg Hardy's history was, like... You could write a fucking storybook on that, Zeke. I'm not saying about Zeke. Is, I'm talking about. Well, I'm just talking we about. All know, we all know Zeke's was a, a weird point because there was actual beef between Jerry Jones and and Goodell. So we don't know, unfortunately, and, what actually happened and conspired there. It could have been more of you know. But we will let we'll let history show that. They did put in place if you have any domestic violence, you're suspended half a season. So you kind of have some backing to that um now zeke's is the one exception where there actually isn't any evidence maybe you know i think he he should have suspended two games instead of six i think he should have been a game it wasn't something that he should have been six games it was just more at the end of the day it kind of it's gonna help the cowboys long term because he's he he's, he's gonna have a longer career and now he's more he knows that if he fucks up you know he's yeah. gonna get pushed yeah. down pretty hard so yeah Maybe long term, it's not the worst thing that happened to the Cowboys. And I'm not saying it's okay to beat a woman. I'm not saying that stuff. But now, what say if he actually does and goes and att- and does something? It's technically his first offense, and now he's going to be out the league. Like that's that that just it sucks. Like he has no room for error, and he never even committed the error in the first place. And that's that's just mind boggling to me. But I don't want to get into this Cowboys rant because it'll go uh-huh. into yeah, different ways. So, so. Um, this. Oh, you know, another team I didn't even bring up who's improved the most. The Browns have improved the most. Yeah, you know, Odell alone is such an improvement, especially yeah. for Baker's development. But who has the pressure in that, that team right now? Is it Baker? Is it Freddie Kitchens? Who who has the you know the pressure? Because the Browns are – this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to I, the Browns. I, I would argue that Odell has the most pressure. Just because you're going to that team, you're gonna ex- they're gonna be expected to do a lot. You're basically expected to turn that team from I don't know what their offense was on average last year up at least tenfold. Like he's gonna be expected to make all these catches. Like he's gonna be expected to do a lot because that's why they went and got him. He's what literally without Odell is the difference between them being considered a Super Bowl contender and them being just a playoff team. So. I wouldn't say all of it should be on Odell. Obviously, the quarterback Baker Mayfield's gonna have to, you know, build on what he's done. But he's still a second-year player, so and then, I, you think, know, I think Odell is gonna have a lot of that weight on him. The one thing I will say, I, I don't think Odell would care because he's he's been in the bigger media. And I'm not saying he should care. I'm just I know answering the question. If he does have any pressure, I don't. I I really think it's gonna be on Freddie Kitchens. Okay. I think the pressure's there because. You know, you're now the head coach. You were literally the running backs coach a season ago. Mm-hmm. Now you're now you're the head coach. You have to make this succeed because it's not only Odell, um, it's Baker, it's um, both running backs that they have, mm-hmm. it's their tight end, everything. Um, the, everything has to roll, and now you got to get your defense in order. You got to get everything going um, because you know they gotta they gotta make the playoffs. Yeah. The Browns fans are expecting them to make the playoffs and compete for the Super Bowl. Anything less than a, at least a, making a good 
run at a playoff spot slash making the playoffs and making a run will be a disappointment for the Browns. If they season. don't make the playoffs, it's because Freddie Kitchens is a shitty head coach. Yeah, and we'll find out because we don't know. He's I only know. had a certain amount of co- uh, games being offensive coordinator. How many years did they give him? And he has like a four-year. Yeah, all the quarterbacks they all have a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Well, I was gonna say if uh, if this if this first year doesn't go as planned, uh, he could not be he couldn't be long, he may not be long for that staff. Cause, yeah, because I, I, I not, you know, I'm not in the mind of John Dorsey or anything, but I don't think he's gonna settle for a team not making the playoffs with this squad yeah. that they have right now. Um, now, and we haven't really talked about fantasy football, and I love fantasy football. As do I. Um, now, where do you see Baker going? Is he a top five quarterback? I would, I would argue he's right about there. I would, who I would. would who would you take ahead of him? My top five quarterbacks right now, just, just pure fantasy, are probably Brady. Rodgers, um, I mean Tom Brady's he's he's still Tom Brady. Like I'm still gonna take him as a top three quarterback. Brady, Rodgers, and you don't have to you know put him in this exact order, but Brady, Rodgers, uh, Breeze, um, Mahomes, and then I put Baker probably right about five, six, right about. I there. will say my top five is probably be Patrick Mahomes number one, um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson's good, but. He, it's his running. His running is what gets him the extra yards. Yeah. Um, but he scares me from an from an injury, especially. At, oh, of course. Well, you can. But I, I would. And def- then, but if he's fully healthy, definitely top. And five. then probably Baker. I think Baker's my fourth. Yeah, he, I I would rather take him over Tom Brady and over Breeze now at this point. I yeah. think they don't have any weapons like this. I, well, I will say Michael Thomas. It does, but I don't think Drew Breeze is gonna have such a fantasy. Um, season as last year or previous years? I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, you know what? I think Michael Thomas is the number one receiver in fantasy next year. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I mean Hopkins has been elite as well. Deshaun Hopkins. No, I, I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not, as I'm a not, top two. I'm not shaking on Hopkins. There's, like, there's literally five dudes. Brown, Odell, uh, Hopkins, uh, Julio Jones. Like, you can pick any of those guys mm-hmm. and probably be fine. And some of those guys are probably going to go in the fourth, fifth round. Like, wide receiver is so deep. You could probably take a quarterback and a running, go heavy on quarterback, running back, whatever you want in the first few rounds, and still get a damn good receiver. Now, keeping with the Browns, um, adding Odell Beckham, who actually gets, you know, do do other players their value go up or do they lower? I'm sure it'll lower because they're not going to get as many targets. Like I'd probably say Nijuku probably drops a few spots. You know, he probably would have been a top ten tight end, and maybe he's looking at top twelve. Yeah. Uh, maybe fifteen. I'll, I'll say that there, there's not too many positions that the Browns have that aren't at least top five in fantasy. If Kareem Hunt is on the field, he's top five. I'll say Chubb is probably with having Odell come. I think he's actually. Uh, Six. Seven. I think he goes up. I think, and not by much. I think it helps having a, a you know elite number one, and you can't really bring a safety in the box. You really have to, especially you have Landry underneath, and you have Odell in the deep, and you still have Antonio Callaway, like I said, Najuku, and you have two damn good running backs. So, so one of of Odell Landry, or or um, if he's out of the backfield and comes out for a pass, Chubb, one of those guys is going to be open. So, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a huge huge issue for uh, that's, defenses, and that's year. why Baker is probably um, a top five quarterback for me on fantasy. Oh no, I, I think, think he is. I think he is. I think you know, and uh, there was rumors that Duke Johnson might be traded, but we'll see if that actually happens. If he you know stays and they throw him out in the slot, you know, having all if he can possibly get all those five players, you know, all, you know, Odell, 
Landry, Nijuku, and also still have Kareem and, and Chubb on the field at the same time and get Duke? I don't know how it would be possible. But yeah, you know, if Baker fails because he, he something went wrong. Bears signed a punter. Oh, the Niners need to sign a punter. We uh, don't Pat O'Donnell punter. signed with the Bears. Oh, he got cut from the Tampa Bay Bucks. I say the Niners are the ones that need a punter right now, right? Um, yeah, our punter signed with the Bucks. Yeah, that's right. Huh? Opinion. So we'll see what happens. Um, but now moving into the draft of all the guys, who do you think will be a player that you would actually potentially draft in fantasy? Do I need to say it? Yeah, it's going to be Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think Murray would be uh, um, the obvious choice. I can't wait for Carson to I don't say think this. It... Like, Mike, you really asked him that question? Yes. And, Kyler well, yeah, Murray. I kind of have to lead into if it. If not but... Kyler Murray, if we're, if we're going to go this and say, okay, well, what about Kyler? If not Kyler Murray, um, probably DK Metcalf. I mean, DK Metcalf is going to be a stud. I mean, as long as he goes to the right team and has a quarterback to throw him the ball, I mean, he's going to get a lot of, he's going to be great in PPR. I don't know if I would draft any receiver or running back. I'm no, I'm not. And I'm, not, I'm not saying I would take him high. I'm just saying if like he's your maybe full, your I would probably say if Montgomery goes into a good situation. I think he would be an interesting get. Um, but you know, DK Metcalf, he has, these receivers are so tough to you know project and actually have success of in course. the first year in, in fantasy. Of uh, but sticking with Murray. Um, I think I don't think it matters where he goes because of his, you know, his running ability, his, um, you know, his throwing. You know, if he goes to Arizona or the Giants or you know a number of different places, um, I I don't think it matters. I think as long as he gets on the field, regardless if he's you know having success, I think you get points regardless. I think he'll average between fifteen to to eighteen points a game. Um, but it's kind of tough. Um, you know, there's uh, two good tight ends in this draft, and I, I wouldn't touch them. Uh, you know, this is the one difference between last year where there's Saquon, Chubb. There's so many dang good, you know, running backs that were rookies, and you can actually get good players to actually, you know, do something. And besides, you know, Baker was even a startable. Um, it's tough. So I think it's Murray, and that's it. It's it's a tough, it's a tough, you know, year. For to get value at these free agent, I mean these rookies. So oh yeah, no, without a doubt, it's 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 tough to gauge, especially. I mean, Zeke's different. Um, who's the other running back that was big a couple of years ago? Um, I mean, even Fournette's you go, different, but like you but, could even say you, a quarterback standpoint. Deshaun Watson, when he got the start, he was he was a f- top five quarterback because yeah. he can run. Yeah, and that helps a lot. And I, I would definitely be trying to get Kyler Murray as my backup to whoever my quarterback is this year. Definitely. Yeah, and and unfortunately, you know, even Lamar Jackson, when he got the the chance to start, he was a top ten quarterback. Yeah. So running quarterbacks changes a lot, especially in fantasy. You know, it doesn't matter on a fantasy standpoint as long as they get points. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to go to the whole, you know, will he win or not? Well, you put up points. With that, we're gonna try to, you know, when it gets close to season, we'll be talking about fantasy and daily fit. Fantasy more. Um, I, I do a lot of the FanDuel and the DraftKings. I tend to uh, dabble in that. So, uh, I, do you, I, Are you have a lineup for tonight? I do not have an NBA lineup for tonight. I am all out of cash until payday on Wednesday. <laughs> so I am looking forward to that. But um, actually what we could start doing, and I, what I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up right now, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have our own um, fantasy uh, daily fantasy uh, minute 
we'll say we'll call it like the 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 chase chase's corner today. chase's corner or something chase's fantasy corner or some shit and uh and i'll just give you guys you know every po- uh, podcast um a list of five to six guys for uh i mean i guess if we we probably need to do the pot a little earlier, but That's okay, go for it. But go I mean, for we, what? go give a couple guys right now. But I mean, we could go and you know give a, give a few options for uh, for your daily fantasy lineups. Um, obviously, tonight's already going on, but uh, tonight's uh, the big guys to have tonight were probably uh, probably DeAndre or uh, not Drummond. Um, uh, well, yeah, DeAndre Drummond uh, was was a good one to have tonight um, as far as centers go. And then uh, Dennis Schrader, uh, for starting for the suspended Russell Westbrook, would probably uh, be get will probably be getting a lot of minutes tonight. So uh, those are two guys well, that you should meant, probably have put in your lineup. Paul George would be a good. Uh, oh yeah, Paul George and Schroeder, Stra- uh, Schroeder and Paul George stack would have been great tonight. Uh, you know, but you know he's probably gonna be a little expensive today. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Schroeder probably went up a little bit in price because of uh, Russell Westbrook being out, mm-hmm. which definitely you know affects how much you can spend on other guys, but. Still good to have. Still good to have. And then uh, we'll be talking about the tournament here. Um, that starts in about two days. I, said, I, I, I actually just got a link from one of my uh, from my buddy Blake Rocha about um, a twenty dollar March Madness bracket we're gonna be doing with all the boys, my brother, and all that. So, so uh, I'm gonna be entering in that. And uh, tomorrow, what we'll do is we'll give break down maybe some brackets. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, fill out, I'm gonna fill out a couple different ones tonight, and we can we can go through and we can. Those. Uh, uh, we can go through maybe giving on some betting odds. Um, yeah. yeah. Play teams that you could possibly bid on and make some money. Actually, you know what? I, I got a couple right now. Um, so Prairie View is going up against FDU on Tuesday. Uh, I like Prairie View in that matchup just based off the fact that, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I like the name Prairie View. It's pretty dope. And FDU, I've never heard of them. So I'm going to go with Prairie View on that one. But on this next one, um, it, on Wednesday, we have... Uh, North Carolina Central and North Dakota State, and if you all remember, North Dakota State made some made a, a little bit of a noise the last couple years in the tournament. So uh, the Jackrabbits, I like North Dakota State, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the year that uh, sixteen upsets of one would not be surprised at all. With that, uh, tomorrow we'll go into our brackets and we'll um, talk about other matchups. So yes, sir. How ha- have a good day and don't get arrested. Yeah. Oh. Can I tell a quick random story? Before I came here, uh, there was a guy on the corner. uh, I was hanging out at the vape shop um, over on court. And there was a dude that he was like rapping some shit or whatever. And a cop fucking came up and asked him to stop. And he kept walking. And a dude fucking got tased and fell flat face on the ground. You didn't film it? No, I didn't. I I missed it filming it. I I didn't even get to film it afterwards. But but yeah, that that shit was funny, dude. That shit made my day before the podcast today, so... Just thought I'd let you guys know that story. Chase has been happy because the Cowboys are actually doing something. So you know, life, end this. You know, it is what it is. Man. I told him not to be angry. He was not happy last week that they didn't do anything. Can you blame me? The Cowboys didn't want to go after anybody, man. This and is all these other teams are signing players. You know how the Cowboys are. They yeah, don't, and they I don't should play know. Until week two. You know, I <laughs> Anyways, should know. Have a good, have a good, have day. a good day, guys.